At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The biggest games of the football season are coming, and Bet Rivers is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, go ahead and try new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combination. Plus, you can combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at Bet Rivers. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com to place all of your bets. This is the Chicago CityCast with Danny Burke, presented by BetRivers. It is that time, folks. The Chicago CityCast presented by BetRivers. Danny Burke, your host, is always live in the Windy City, folks, getting you prepped for a Bulls game tonight. Some updated Bears futures. Even though there's only a couple games left, we'll get you updated on that win total. We'll get you updated with the line for the Giants and the Bears, what we can expect in a way that I have bet it. And if you don't already, please do so. Follow me on the tweets at DannyBurke5. Like and subscribe to the Chicago CityCast and give it a rating, even if it's good or bad. You know, we'll take the harsh criticism, but now always appreciate it. And you get the notifications as soon as possible when the show comes out. So it's uh, it's best to you to like and subscribe so you can get some of those lines ASAP and we can get you prepared to hopefully getting some nice winners. But also catch my show Rush Hour on VEASAN, the sports betting network that goes Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. You can catch it on the Marquee Sports Network, Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app. You know the drill. I say it all the time, but be sure to check it out on VEASAN. Let's begin with this Bulls and Hawks game. Now, normally we don't kick off our podcast talking Bulls, but considering that, look, it's a Bears game in week 17 against the Giants in the middle of the week, I think we can spare some of the Bears talk for the latter half of this episode and talk about the top team in Chicago right now being the Bulls, who still are on their win streak four games in a row, coming off a win against the Atlanta Hawks, 130-118. to That line came down. Remember, we were talking about it saying, well, Trey Young might play. I don't think that makes a difference because the Bulls will get the job done. It could be a fantastic live betting opportunity as so many of NBA games, but specifically Bulls games are in general. The Bulls get the job done. Again, not only do they get the dub, but they do it by double digits. So look, yeah, Trey Young, important to this team, the most important factor. However, you're still missing a lot of key pieces in that game, and you still are going to be missing key pieces for this game, presumably it looks like, for the Hawks. Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, 
dang, and you're going to have, who else? DeLon Wright is still out. You're getting a little bit back if you're the Atlanta Hawks. And the interesting part of this game, you're still missing Kevin Herter as far as I'm concerned. John Collins, as we know. So, look, here's the thing. Keep an eye on all of these updates because whether it's by the time I'm recording it, when it's published, tip-off, whatever it is, I'm sure so many things have altered because that's just the nature of betting sports in this day and age. Especially in the NBA, though, where injuries are already a big factor in determining how you bet these games. And now you got to add COVID to the mix. It's it's a lot, but that's why you got to keep your notifications on Twitter. Follow some of the beat writers. Get the fantasy updates, whatever it may be. Keep your ear to the grindstone, whatever the old saying is, and uh, yeah, get yourself in as best shape as possible with these local markets. But again, the Bulls, Hawks, what's interesting about this game is you would think, well, the Bulls beat them by 12 on the road. Hawks are still kind of banged up. The Bulls are going to roll in this game, right? That could be the case. I'm not going to say no, but I don't know if I'm in love with laying eight, eight and a half points for this game because this thing opened eight and a half. You're slightly seeing a tick down to eight at a lot of shops, but where my interests lie is with the total. So the unfortunate but good thing, there's a there's a pro and a con here. The pro is so personally, you know, first thing I did when I came when I just woke up this morning looking at some of these bets that I could make, I saw this total for the Bulls game and not a lot of books had much action, but it seemed like the finite books that were getting movement were going to the over. And Bet Rivers had the number posted at 220 and a half. And I jumped on that over and I played it over 220 and a half for the Bulls and the Hawks. Now I get it before you start screaming at whatever device you're listening to this on the numbers like 223 223 and a half but the reason I still liked it and would still consider playing it over despite it moving up and maybe we'll have some patience whether it's in game or if it moves down before tip off you got solid over refs in this game and you can see who refs the games at nba.com and you could go to vison.com we give you those referee statistics in terms of over unders home and away splits all that good stuff Eric Lewis is a ref Brett Nansel are refs, and Eric Lewis plus 300 profit for the over, plus 520 for Nansel, who will both be the officials, two out of three for the game tonight between the Bulls and the Hawks. And even beside that, look, these teams scored 130 and 118 respectively the last game. The Hawks had gone over 220 and a half in 15 games this season. Bulls had done it in 11 games, and they went over it the last three out of four games. This Bulls team, even though they're a little bit depleted, it's been a higher scoring affairs as of late. You know, the offense has come alive with the dynamic duo of Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. We'll get into their props momentarily. But overall, these games as of late have been higher scoring for the Bulls. Is it a bad thing? No, not necessarily, as long as they're outscoring the other guys. But I think this could have the making for another high scoring affair. You get familiarity in the sense of how to beat your guy defensively, what they're going to scheme up. And, you know, maybe that benefits the offense more so in that regard. At least that's what the betting market seems to think. But I just wanted to throw that total out there because I did play over 220 and a half. I'm waiting to, I'm not going to play it again per se, but in terms of what I would suggest as an official play, right? Because, you know, this thing touched 223 and a half and now it's settled at 223. I'm not so confident you're going to get lower than that. You never know, though. Any injury news could come about or just any movement in the market. So I'm going to be a little bit patient. But basically, I think the way I would play it, I would, I would still play it over 223. But realistically, what I would suggest is 
really from where I got 220 and a half, the highest I would go. If you could get like 222, I still think that would be a sound bet. So if you get 222, look to play the over between the Bulls and the Hawks tonight. Hawks really defensively have not been a sound team. They bring bottom half in defensive efficiency. That's what you also have to realize, too, in this spot. I mean, the Hawks' defense has been a wreck. They have the offensive weapons enough to put up points to get you over, and we know the Bulls do. So as long as DeRozan, Levine are cruising in this game, I think the total could be cruising to go over the mark as well. But aside from that, because, all right, now that I'm kind of even just looking at it more, this total in some spots seems to be even spiking up further. So honestly, the ship is pretty much sailed arguably at this point, but where you can still get some decent value, in my opinion, are two areas. You could do total individual points where you got the Bulls at 116.5 or the Hawks at 108.5. Maybe you'd look more toward the Hawks going over than the Bulls just based on the number. Aside from that, the points prop is really catching my interest. So something interesting to note out here. Zach Levine, you could look at his points, rebounds, and assists, which at Bet Rivers, the number is 36 and a half, shaded to the over minus 125, under minus 103, or you could consider his points, just his points at 25 and a half, the over minus 122, under minus 106. And just throw that out there, oddly enough, DeMar DeRozan's points prop is actually higher, 26 and a half, shaded higher, minus 125. DeRozan has been killing it, averaging more points per game, right at 30. Levine's at about 29. Nevertheless, Levine and his points, rebounds, and assists, I just wanted to discuss this. I do think they're both correct plays to look to the over, but one may be better than the other. So with his points, rebounds, and assists at 36 and a half, you're, you're laying minus one and a quarter to the over. Not ideal. Makes sense. I mean, he's averaging over 26 points, five rebounds, and four assists per game. He's gone over this mark and 13 times this season. But he's gone over it also the last six out of seven games. So the consistency has been there as of late. He's also gotten 36 altogether multiple times. So he's just missed it a couple of marks. Last game versus Atlanta on Monday. 30 points, four rebounds, nine assists. You know, he cruised over it. 31% of his shots come from mid-range. 32% come at the rim. And 37% from beyond the arc. He's connecting on 43% from mid-range, 69% at the rim, and 41% from three. Hawks, they're allowing opponents to connect on 42% from mid-range, 65% at the rim, and 35% from beyond the arc. So you could consider that, and I wouldn't disagree with you. However, I think you consider his individual points more so than the points, rebounds, and assists. I get why sometimes it's more attractive to do the points, rebounds, and assists if a guy's obviously averaging a lot of assists or rebounds enough to get you over the mark if you're not as reliant on his points. But with Levine, he's actually scored 26 or more points more than he's gone over 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And the over for the points is shorter, only by three cents, but still shorter. And he's gone over 25 and a half points in 17 games this season compared to him just doing it 13 times for the points, rebounds, and assists. Now, interestingly enough, he's also never stayed under 26 points 
and has gone over the 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So every time he's gone over the points prop at 25 and a half, those have been the only times he's gone over the combination of the points, rebounds, and assists. He's never stayed under 26 points and gotten over 36 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So why not just do the points instead to where, hey, all you need him to do is score instead of getting rebounds and assists, and you're paying a little bit less of a price. So I think that may be your best route to take if you want to get involved with this game somehow. If you want to do a prop, Zach Levine may be your guy. And I wouldn't dissy if you're looking for DeRozan going over. I'm just not as infatuated going with the minus 125 to the over. There may be some 25 and a halfs out there for DeRozan. And why, while I do think you know, it seems easy to want to bet them over, and maybe this could be a good little streak here. Yes, they're going to be your top scorers pretty much every night. But specifically now when this team is even more banged up and they can really let it fly. So that's why I'm almost very intrigued to look at the Zach Levine over just a little bit more so because he does pose the threat from beyond the arc, which will pad the points. DeRozan will thrive from mid-range. We know that. Usually you get one guy to completely dominate versus the other, but considering it's the duo right now with somewhat of a depleted team, they've been a great pair. But I do think you're getting a little bit better bang for your buck with Zach Levine over 25.5 at minus 122 as opposed to DeRozan or opposed to betting this total going over, which seems to never-ending climb of going higher and higher to the over. So... That's something you got to keep in your back pocket if you want to handicap this game. Again, the spread at 8 seems a little bit too high to me. May even come down a little bit further. But that's how things are shaping out, it looks like, for the Bulls and the Hawks. All right, so just wanted to get that preview out of the way. Coming up next here on the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, we'll get fully into the Bears' discussion. Who should be starting quarterback? What did Nagy have to say about it? Bears' updated win total and updated lines against the New York Giants at Soldier Field. All of that and more coming up next here on the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. All right, talking some Bears football here on the Chicago CityCast presented by Bad Rivers. We kick things off talking about the Bulls and Hawks game this evening. But let's get more of an in-depth preview for the Bears and the Giants this Sunday. Before we get into anything, i got to address the sad news. Jeff Dickerson, longtime Bears reporter for ESPN, passed away because of colon cancer. Very unfortunate our hearts go out to his family, his son. And look, Jeff, I didn't really know him personally per se, but an another show I do is called Bet on Chicago. If you're not familiar, it's on WLS 890 AM here in Chicago, Saturday nights, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time. And back when I was still out in Las Vegas doing the show, we were trying to preview the NFL season. And, you know, Jeff, an incredibly busy man, you know, took time out of his day during a busy training camp for the Bears when the quarterback situation with Trubisky and Foles was kind of all up in the air. And, 
Like, it just meant a lot to have him come on my show from a nobody kid being myself, always looking up to these type of guys. And he took a lot of his time, gave great information, and was just very cordial and a very pleasant man to talk to and was always covering his work. And from all the nice things that everybody's seen on Twitter, you could see the significant impact that he's made on so many people's lives. So uh, he will be deeply missed, and we send our thoughts and prayers to his family. And I know if you want to do some donations to his son, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out the link. I know they've gotten a lot of attention to that, which is great to see. And all the local outlets doing great work, just remembering him and telling stories about him all day. So it's been great to see everybody rally around Jeff, but he will definitely be missed. But with that being said, no easy transition, but we will get into the updated lines for the Bears and the Giants here. So when we talked originally, this line we saw at about, what, like four, four and a half, five, somewhere around that range where it's open and it's been continuously moving towards Chicago, now a six-point favorite at Bet Rivers. The Bears minus 245 on the money line. The Giants plus 210, total at 37 and a half. This thing just keeps ticking down, man. I mean, it's shaded to the under, minus 114. So on my show Rush Hour, I actually made a play involving this game. And I guess I'll just say it now instead of waiting for later. So the way I'm handicapping it is the Bears are going to win this game. They have to. They need to. They must. It's the Giants. You could say the Mike Lennon revenge game. Oh, baby. But come on. Let's be honest. That would be a funny narrative to start. I'm kind of trying to subtly start it, but I'm sure it'll make its way in onto the Twitter sphere close enough to Sunday when people actually realize the Bears and the Giants are playing. So, but the thing is, the Giants are just a complete mess right now. But at the same time, do you want to lay six with Chicago? The short answer is no. However, I would do that before I would take the points with the Giants. And as much crap as I've given this Bears team, this Bears personnel, this Bears franchise, to the point to where they would shoot themselves in the foot and you couldn't trust them, the Giants are even further below that. Jake Fromm, Mike Lennon, whoever the hell it is, I just, if the Bears actually make Mike Lennon look good, we've got a lot of deeper problems that we ever even considered. I don't think it's going to come to fruition. Here's the point. I'm going to tease down the Bears. Tease them down from minus six to just to pick them. Just win the dang game outright. That's what they should be capable of doing. David Montgomery should be able to go off in this game. The defense should be able to get pressure on whoever the quarterback is going to be. And who's ever playing quarterback for the Bears, if it's Nick Foles, hey, you beat the Seahawks, you can beat the Giants at home. Hey, if it's Andy Dalton, well, let's hope it's not Andy Dalton. Hey, if it's Justin Fields, awesome, get him in the game to get some momentum. So... Earlier today in the afternoon, I mean, Matt Nagy said the Bears have to assess today's practice to figure out who's starting at quarterback on Sunday. Fields is still working through an ankle injury. Dalton has a groin issue. Nick Foles stepped up in Sunday and won is paraphrasing basically what he said. How would you go about it if you're Matt Nagy or just who's ever making decisions to be a starter at this point? And I'll get more into that teaser later who I'm pairing it with, but the Bears teasing them down is what I like thus far. Because you have a couple ways to look at it. I think you exclude Andy Dalton from this group in terms of you don't want to put him in. Like, what the hell's the point? It's either Nick Foles or it's Justin Fields to me. It's what it should be. Again, what can we rely on? 
it should be between those two guys. You had a big win from Nick Foles. Realistically, yes, Justin Fields should be your starter if he can go in this game. I think we can all agree on that. And I was talking with Sean King, who's a fellow host at VEASAN with the nightcap, him and Tim Murray, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern time. And he's a former NFL quarterback, too, so I'm always appreciating his knowledge and insight. And we were talking about this, and he goes, man, you know, I wish Justin Fields was starting and got the win against the Seahawks. That would be great for his confidence in going into next year and to end the season. And he's absolutely right. And that should be the case for starting him against the Giants. It's been a hell of a rough year for him and many other on that team. Many others on that team. And just fans in general. Anyone associated with the Bears, it's been a rough year in terms of this season. But that win against the Seahawks can spark enough to have a happy ending to this year, relatively. Look at the Vikings. They're a mess. Thielen's out for the season. Who the hell knows what their roster is going to consist of at the end of this year and if they're still fighting for their playoff lives. The point is... If Justin Fields can go, and I've kind of flip-flopped in the sense that if he's not 100%, maybe you don't want to risk him. But in a game where he doesn't have to do too much against the Giants, I think it is going to be a great ego boost to get him a nice, hopefully comfortable win against the Giants at home in front of the home crowd. I think that's what you need to do with Justin Fields if he is damn near 100%. So if he's in the game, if Foles is in the game, I still like teasing down the Bears. I love it if it's Fields, of course. If it's Dalton, you know what? I played it. You got to figure he can't do too bad. But at the end of the day, you really just need Montgomery and your defense to step up to beat this Giants team. But would love to see Fields go. I think if he's over 95% health-wise, you put him in there. Ankle's a tricky situation, though, so I get it. It'd be different if it was like an offhand or... You know, something different like that. But he's a mobile quarterback, so that's why you're a little bit cautious with it. Hopefully we get Fields. Would be great to see him get a game where he has a big advantage. And that's what you should be rooting for regardless at this point. And then to maybe even carry it out against the Minnesota Vikings. But this will be big for his momentum, for his ego, and his confidence going forward, knowing that there should be a lot of changes around the program and that the heat isn't all on you. Yes, you made rookie mistakes. It's inevitable. Some were very big and infuriating, but that will come with time. You need a coach who can develop you and teammates who can help you, which you really didn't have this year. But now, after what happened against Seattle... These guys are still putting their hearts out on the field. And it's not to say they weren't before. There's a little bit more incentive, right? They're having a little bit more fun out there. That win was huge. And I'm sure it'll be great. It'll do wonders for this team with the next two games. Maybe it doesn't happen against the Vikings, but it damn sure should happen against the Giants. Would love to see Fields out there. So regardless of who the quarterback is, this line seems to be moving with the thought process that it's going to be Justin Fields. That's how I'm handicapping it. But even if it's not, again, I still think the Bears are at the appropriate number of six. But I'm teasing them down to a pick them. And the other team that I paired them with to tease them down are doing a little bit of an NFC North teaser, baby. Give me the Green Bay Packers once again. Last week, they were America's teaser. Minus one and minus one and a half is where I had them teased at for a couple plays. And my goodness, did I sweat that one out. Winning by two. Woo! That's the beauty of a teaser, baby. 
Same situation in a sense. Sunday night, Packers hosting the Vikings. It's a revenge game for Green Bay. They're laying six and a half. Do you want to lay six and a half with Green Bay after they barely beat the Browns? No. Do you want to trust the Vikings taking the points? Maybe because their margin of losing has been so minuscule, it's honestly uncanny that they can't win these games, but we already know that. So maybe the Vikings do cover, but the Packers should win at Lambeau. Revenge angle still vying for that top seed in the NFC. Instead of trusting them to lay six in the hook, simply tease them down by six, get them to minus a half to where they just got to win the dang game outright, just like the Bears. So I'm rolling with an NFC North teaser, Packers, Teasing them down to minus a half. Bears teasing them down to a pick em. If the Bears can't take care of business against the Giants, that's going to be bad. But it's almost like last year when I was dissing the Bears a lot in the sense that, guys, don't get your hopes up. They're not that good. Oh, but they made the playoffs. Stop. 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 Favorable schedule. David Montgomery carried you to the latter half. And, yeah, just the schedule was cupcake at the end. Aside from it, we don't have to get into it. The one of the games, seldom games, that I jumped in on the Bears was that game against the Lions where they blew that lead. Where it's like, you can't lose to the Lions at home and they had a lead. Well, they did. That would be the one thing that scares me. I just really can't imagine that happening, though, against the Giants. The Giants are really bad. Like, really bad. What do they have to play for at this point? A better draft pick. They don't want to win. You don't tank in the NFL, I get it. But there's a certain type of mentality and emotion and again incentive to play and I just don't think the Giants have it so that's why the Bears should be the rightful favorite and with more padding a great teaser spot in this game all right moving on talking more Bears updated win total some spots have the number now at six and a half over plus 250 under minus 360 it's been five and a half for quite some time and Look, it's it's seemingly going to get to six. So if you did end up taking the plus money for the over, congrats to you. Tip of the cap. Do you think they can beat the Vikings and the Giants? What would be the better play? To bet them money line this game and the next one, you roll it over, or do you go plus 250 over six and a half? Well, you kind of got to envision what their price is going to be against Minnesota. If Minnesota is still looking to be a playoff team, then they're going to be a bigger underdog. If not, it could be closer here, and we'll see what the Bears' performance is against the Giants to warrant what that price is going to be. I don't think you're going to get the Bears. I mean, you're definitely not going to get them plus 250 in the game against the Vikings. But how much confidence do you have in them beating the Giants? And if your answer is pretty damn high, then and you and you think they could beat the Vikings, you want to bet them outright in that game, then yeah, maybe take the plus 250 right now. And who the hell would think I would be saying that at as at this point? But again, this team, because of that win against the Seahawks, and if Fields is your quarterback against Minnesota, this team can absolutely win that game. Hell, they should have won that game against the Vikings before. The refs and their brutal offense held them back. Yes, that would be a reason for not backing them in this game, but you have to realize how infuriating the Minnesota Vikings are. They have all the talent offensively, but they can't execute almost just as poorly as the Bears. So no, it's not going to be shocking if the Bears are in that game or could win it outright. Here's the thing. I'm not going to bet that. I think you take the points with whatever it's looking like for the Bears and the Vikings. I think it's going to be under a touchdown, assuming the Bears beat the Giants. But that's what the number's at for the win total right now, plus 250. If you're riding high on the Bears, drinking the Kool-Aid, maybe not the worst 
maybe not the worst angle to take. Not for me per se, but it's certainly an option for some plus money. But look, going back to this game against the Giants, I know from a national perspective, nobody gives a crap about it. And hey, maybe you as a Bears fan don't give two craps about it either. But I think this game is actually going to present a lot of good betting opportunities. Not only from the standpoint of teasing the Bears down. Total, I'm not really, you know, having any strong thoughts one way or the other. But I'm sure we'll get some interesting first half angles, which we'll discuss further here in the week. But aside from that, I'm really looking forward to these props. David Montgomery, what is he going to be at? He is going to have a huge game in my mind. Darnell Mooney. What's Allen Robinson's status going to be? He's probably going to play, but how is that going to affect Mooney? How is this going to affect Cole Komet? This is going to be a game where we see these players actually look good because it's against an inferior team. So they're going to want to go off. They're going to want to produce points. They know they're the better team. They got the swagger and confidence after Seattle. This may be a really good opportunity to finally be trustworthy of betting overs on some of these props for the Bears players. So I can't wait to talk about that. We'll try to get them out on Friday. Our next show is going to be with Will Hill. He's host of the New York City Cast, so if you want all things New York, he's got you covered. But Will and I will be buttonheads. Actually, I doubt that. He's going to be fading the Giants, let's be honest. But Will and I are going to do a crossover episode probably tomorrow, so keep your eye out for that. And aside from that, like I said, we still got plenty of first-half betting angles to look at for the Bears and the Giants and then getting excited for those player props on Friday. Hopefully, we can get those out so we can get you some good handicapping on all of those. But that's going to wrap it up for another edition of the Chicago CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Once again, please give me a follow on the old Twitter machine at DannyBurke5 so you don't miss when I post an episode. And if you just want to do it a different way, feel free to like and subscribe and rate the podcast. Always very much appreciated in that regard. And if you have some time, check out my main show, Rush Hour, on VEASAN, the sports betting network, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. We do it live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. If you're ever in the area, say what's up. We'll hopefully get some winners. You can enjoy the big screen, some solid food, and just a really good atmosphere. But you can get that on the Marquee Sports Network, Fubo TV, Sling TV, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, the Xfinity app, and vsin.com. That's vsin.com and the vsin app. Until next time, folks, enjoy the game. Let's go Bulls and take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.